I'd love to personally welcome everyone to this week's Citizens Climate Training Program. It's a weekly webinar of Citizens Climate Lobbies that provides CCL supporters like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host, Brett Cease, and tonight we're going to be talking all about bringing grasstops leaders to your lobby meetings, especially gearing up for our November lobby days. We're going to join CCL National Actions Director Todd Elvins for a training that's going to walk you through the process of how to bring community leaders to your lobby meetings and highlight that support that they have for CCL's policy agenda from our local community on both sides of the aisle. We'll provide some specific examples of other group success stories, and we'll remind us all that starting with community leaders in your direct network, as well as those that you know have already endorsed, is likely to be the most efficient and effective way to get started in figuring out and sleuthing who you'd like to actually identify to connect with. With that, our speaker tonight is the wonderful Todd Elvins, my friend and colleague, CCL's National Actions Director and leader of our Mobilization Manager Action Team. Todd joined the CCL staff in 2017 after 25 years in the software engineering industry and stays resilient by surfing every morning that he can with the San Diego Dawn Patrol. So you'll have to ask a little bit more about that during Q&A as well if you have any questions. And if we've done our job well, I would love to be able to highlight that we're going to have you walk away with the following three learning goals. Reviewing how CCL plans to lobby Congress in, this, in November this year for our full conference and lobby days, and what constitutes a grass tops leader. We're going to highlight how to select grass tops leaders to be on your lobby team, and we'll have the chance to review how to prepare a grass tops leader to lobby Congress. So with that, the floor is yours, Todd. Thanks, Brett. So uh, our agenda for tonight is to start out by talking about why are we doing the CCU now here in September uh, when our lobbying, we know that we're going to have uh, in, uh, have uh, lobbying in November. So this is, uh, we're preparing for that. So I just answered that question. Uh, what's our November lobbying plan? We're going to cover that next. Then we'll talk about grass tops leaders and trusted messengers and get really clear on what those things are. Then we'll talk about how do I select one grass tops leader to invite to join my lobby team. Then we'll go on and talk about how do I prepare that community leader to lobby with me. And then we will uh, go to some Q&A. And mixed in, we're going to have a couple of uh, videos. Uh, we're going to watch at least one for sure. So let's jump in. Why are we talking about lobby meetings here in September? And what is a grass tops leader? And so we're going to go into that topic by discussing which community leaders should we focus on. So get ready to write down some dates. CCL is asking all liaisons or their designated appointment center to schedule a meeting with their member of Congress during the week of November 6th through 10th. Now, this is going to be a little bit complicated, but there will be a special liaison call on October 2nd to communicate if there's an impact on timing or approach for our lobby days based on a potential government shutdown, which I'm sure you've all heard about. So we are asking liaisons and appointment setters to wait until after October 2nd, uh, after the special liaison call on October 2nd, to contact offices about a possible lobby meeting as we plan to have clearer instructions then and a better picture of what's going on in DC. So our, our targeted lobby week, November 6th through 10th, is the week that follows our online fall conference. 
And the fall conference registration is open and you'll see in the action sheets that are coming up that we're asking you to have watch parties to watch the fall conference online. Uh, since we're not traveling to Washington DC in November, these meetings will all be, <clears throat> excuse me, on Zoom with members of Congress or their staff in the Washington DC congressional office. Policy work is done in the DC office, so it's a bit more impactful to meet with them uh, than the folks in the district congressional office. We want these meetings to be as productive and effective as possible. So our goals for these lobby meetings include furthering, number one, furthering a relationship with the member of Congress and their staff. Number two, demonstrating our commitment to a strong partnership with the office. And third, moving the member of Congress up the support ladder on additional climate legislation. We know that you, your liaison, and your chapter will put together a super duper lobby team, and we want to be sure that you consider adding a prominent community leader to your team. One big advantage of a lobby meeting on Zoom is that your prominent community leader can easily attend your lobby meeting without having to travel. So you could really invite anybody you want who you think would be a, a terrific uh, addition to your lobby team. If you yourself would like to be on a lobby team, you can talk to your group leader about that. All right, let's define some terms. What exactly is a grass tops leader? A grass tops leader may be an organization or an individual. We're gonna focus on individual grass tops leaders who are influential in the community and represent a group of people such as an employee base or congregates at a place of worship. Grass tops leaders often have a professional network represent a larger than average economic footprint and may help to create jobs in the locale. Some grass tops leaders are trusted messengers to their member, members of Congress. And we're gonna talk about that in a lot of detail in just a minute. And I'm gonna use the term grass tops leader, community leader and influencer interchangeably in this presentation. All right, here are some examples of individual grass tops leaders and why they are extra persuasive. Large local employers create jobs and a tax base in the district and state. Company executives represent their business. Economists can help to explain the benefits of climate policies to your member of Congress and can answer their questions. Faith leaders are terrific community leaders because they represent their congregants. And locally elected officials, including mayors, city council members, the county board of supervisors, state level legislators, these local elected officials are especially good and persuasive because for three reasons, they often have connections to and influence upon their members of Congress. They move in the same circle and they often know them uh, number two, climate change impacts are happening in their city, in their jurisdiction, their city, county, or state, which is their responsibility. And since you voted them into office, locally elected officials will likely be receptive to your meeting request. Some other examples of persuasive community leaders include the executive director of a union, professional or trade associations, and of course, instructors at universities and colleges. There are very likely people in your district who have a personal relationship, as we were just talking about, with their member of Congress. For example, they may have been roommates in college. And I'm just going to shout out some examples here. 
They may have been uh, roommates with their member of Congress in college. They may be members of the same political organization in your locale. They may do the same charity or board work. They may go to the same place of worship. They may have uh, worked together before working in Congress, or their kids may go to the same school, so they see each other at back-to-school night. So these people can be extra persuasive when they talk to their member of Congress, and so can be a valuable member of your lobby team. Your job is then to do a bit of investigation to identify people who are trusted messengers. These are the people who your member of Congress has a relationship with or knows or will trust when they see them. You can start this investigation by looking at your member of Congress's biography, their campaign website, or their official congressional website. A great example of when I was working on the Hill, watching a grass tops leader influence my former boss was when a archbishop from the Philippines came, came to, to talk to him about um, a historical bell that had been taken from the Philippines um, during the, right after the Spanish-American War and the occupation of the Philippines, and the bill had been transported uh, to the United States and was in a, in a museum over here. And my boss, being very Catholic, um, basically directed us right off the bat to do whatever we could to be helpful to the Archbishop. And what really mattered was that particular messenger, being a high-ranking official in the Catholic Church, mattered a whole lot to my boss, probably more so than the issue itself. And so I think it's a good example. Sometimes uh, the messengers matter. And when, they're, when it's coming from somebody, uh, a trusted or respected source, um, that can matter a lot to a member, whether or not it's a former businessman and businessman coming to talk to them, or somebody he respects in, in a religious order, or somebody from an organization that he was a member of or has worked with in the past. That, that, that messenger can be very important to change minds on an issue. Ben, uh, ben was talking about someone who did not have a personal relationship, but they were a member of a high-ranking member of an organization, and the organization was a trusted messenger. So here's that link I promised you just a minute ago. So for more details on how to identify trusted messengers, we have a whole nother training on that topic because it's so important. And I'm going to refer you to that training. It's called Focusing Your Grass Tops Outreach. And Brett just put the link, both of these links into the chat. There's also another training on community that's called uh, Grass Tops Engagement Basics. And if you are just getting started on Grass Tops uh, and want to learn all about how to engage with local community leaders, uh, how to get started, how to make a list, how to get in contact, what to ask them to do uh, to support CCL and CCL's policy agenda, that's the training for you. Have a look at that one that's called Grass Tops Engagement Basics. Uh, before we start on this, I want to just remind you that the reason for you to include a prominent community leader on your lobby team is to help persuade their member of Congress, and their member of Congress is probably the same as your member of Congress, but not always, uh, to help persuade their member of Congress to support more climate legislation, more climate legislation. There's some, we have some climate legislation now and we want more. Since you only have so many minutes in the day, let's talk about identifying a community leader with care. And I'll, I'm gonna talk about four steps here. Start by making a list 
of the prominent community leaders in your vicinity, such as elected officials and business executives and the other folks we just talked about. Then step number two, highlight the ones you or someone in your chapter know or can contact easily. Cold calling takes a lot of time and has a low chance of success. So I'd recommend that you avoid cold calling and work through your network to get in touch with people. Next, prioritize the community leaders on the list who know their members of Congress personally. For example, they know each other from college or volunteer with the same service club. These are the trusted messengers. So you're going to kind of take that original list of all the community leaders and shrink it down to the ones you can get to easily through your network and then shrink it down some more to the people who are trusted messengers to their member of Congress. And finally, your job is going to be to choose the one who would be a strong contributor to your lobby team. You want a community leader who will not tell unrelated stories or derail your meeting to talk about their own issue. And this is, has happened occasionally in the past with CCL where a community leader uh, is all set up and ready to go and then they start talking about their own issue during the meeting. So we wanna keep, try to keep that from happening. <clears throat> so select a community leader who is supportive of climate policy, CCL and CCL's methodology of respectful meetings. The community leader you select may or may not know anything about CCL and climate policy. So I'd recommend that you start slow. Working with the volunteer who knows the community leader, the person in your network who's introducing you to the community leader in case you don't know them yourself, make a plan for an initial coffee or Zoom meeting. And then at the meeting, ask open-ended questions to learn where the community leader is on climate and climate policy. You wanna find out you know, wh what do they think about climate and climate policy? And maybe they're already fully up to speed. Maybe they know about CCL and CCL's policy agenda, but they might not. So you need to figure that out right away. Once you learn where the community leader stands, you can make a plan to get them up to speed, potentially invite them to join your lobby team and just potentially discuss CCL's lobbying methodology. So this is a multi-step process. It may not happen all in one meeting. Okay, you've selected a community leader to join your lobby team. So now let's explore how to prepare them to lobby with you in November. Lobbying with you is usually the most powerful way to pull the grass tops lever. And if you've done grass tops before, you know that the, you know, they can do endorsements and they can write letters and write op-eds and uh, ask their colleagues to uh, get involved. But going to a lobby meeting, that's a pretty powerful way to pull the grass tops lever. So step number one, start by getting the community leader up to speed on CCL. Discuss CCL's volunteer advocacy work and our policy agenda, then be sure to go into detail on our nonpartisan approach to lobbying. For example, we treat every congressional office with respect and appreciation and we thoroughly prepare for our scheduled meetings with the congressional offices. You may want to include an experienced lobbyist in this preparation work. Uh, the next thing to do is to get the community leader up to speed on the primary asks for our November lobby meetings. Ben and Jen in our government affairs office are going to do a webinar uh, to explain our primary and supporting asks. And that's gonna be 
on October 23rd, and you can find that on the events calendar on community. Depending on your lobby plan, you may also want to get your community leader up to speed on our supporting asks. Next, ask your community leader if they have a story about how climate change has impacted their work or their home or their family or their town. If appropriate, ask the community leader to be ready to tell the story in two minutes or less during the lobby meeting and practice in advance because you want to avoid having surprises during your lobby meeting. Finally, working with the liaison or the lobby team leader, rehearse the meeting with the community leader. Doing a mock lobby meeting with someone playing the role of the member of Congress or staff is fun and it's an effective way to rehearse. All right, I mentioned this earlier, but here it is again. Beware of bringing a community leader who might end up being partisan in the meeting or might go off on a tangent on their own issue. While you're educating and developing a trusting relationship with your prominent community leader, it's important to log your meetings in CCL's Action Tracker. Here's a screenshot of the CCL Action Tracker and how to log your meetings with a community leader. And you can get to the Action Tracker by going to the community dashboard and you'll see Action Tracker, the link to it right up there at the top. Logging your meetings helps CCL to know how much grass tops activity is happening and helps your chapter to work towards its year-end goals. After lobbying with you, be sure to encourage your community leaders to continue to show support. You know, lobbying with you is only one of the ways to pull the grass tops lever. So here are some great and easy options for uh, ways they can show their support in other ways. They can post their support on their own social media tagging their member of Congress's social, social media handle and using the hashtag pound sign price on carbon. Your community leaders can write an op-ed or co-write an op-ed with you or your chapter and submit it to one to a traditional or an online newspaper in your area. Your community leader could also write a personal or an open letter to their member of Congress, or they can engage to their community leader colleagues to ask their members of Congress for more climate legislation. The more the merrier. As a reminder, be sure to log these actions in the action tracker as they happen. When your community leader takes action, here are some ways that you can highlight the action to inspire others to take action. You can write a post on your chapter's forum on CCL community and in other uh, uh, forums, for example, the site-wide forum on community, or uh, in the group leader forum, the liaison forum, or the action team forums. You can post about your community leader support on your own social media or your chapter's social media tagging your community leaders and their member of Congress. Or you could write a letter to the editor that cites extreme weather or other climate-related problems in the news and shows off your community leader's support of carbon pricing as the best first step in addressing climate change. But uh, we have a super volunteer in North Carolina named Steffi Rausch, and she did an amazing thing where she did a bunch of research on her member of Congress. And she discovered that her uh, member of Congress was a member of the House Beer Brewers Caucus. So she organized a bunch of uh, local beer brewers to come to a brewery, and she invited her member of Congress to come to the meeting and meet all the beer brewers. 
So after that happened, she said that that meeting she had with her member of Congress was the best meeting they'd ever had with their member of Congress. And she felt that it made a big impact on the member of Congress to hear the beer brewers talk about climate change and the impacts of climate change and the fact that they were worried about climate change. And she felt that the member of Congress, uh, that they were successful in improving, increasing the member of Congress's support of climate action. Um, I've been so, doing this for five years now, and um, I also helped to co-lead the Grass Tops Action Team. The Asheville is a big beer town, um, and when I um, started to look at the background of my congressman, I realized that he was the vice chair of the Small Brewers Caucus. Um, and so looking at his committees and what caucuses he's on, we strategically chose to um, target endorsements from the breweries. Um, there's lots of them popping up around here. So a lot of employment goes on with breweries here. Um, it does pull in a lot of tourists. So it's um, big for this town. And being that our Congressman was the vice chair of that caucus, it meant a lot. And then looking into that, we found that half the Congress was on the Small Brewers Caucus, which was like an aha moment, like, wow, we could really work this nationally as well. In targeting, once we figured out who we wanted to target, then we wanted to, you know, look at who would be, of course, like the most important breweries, but sometimes you have to work your way up. So we worked at reaching out. Well, first of all, Jim Tolbert was lucky enough to get New Belgium's endorsement. That did help a lot. Um, it doesn't always have to work out that way. I think once you get just a couple endorsements, um, maybe three endorsements, then you're kind of on like a, you're going to ride a wave. Once you just get those first couple ones, usually those are the hardest. And then you ride that wave and hopefully more and more will start to come in because then you'll kind of share with others, hey, we have this person signed on, this person signed on. They all know each other. They'll recommend others. They'll say, have you talked to this person? You should talk to that person. Um, and then I, the next best thing was after we got so many, uh, around, I think we had 10 endorsements. Um, we One of the brewers who speaks a lot with the congressman because apparently the brewers do that a lot um, to talk about taxes and all kinds of things that, that they're trying to seek tax credits on etc um, one of them had mentioned that we had gotten 10 endorsements to the congressman uh, congressman's office and they reached out to us to ask about the endorsements so we felt it was appropriate at that time to um, set up a meeting or ask them would you want to have a meeting with the brewers to discuss uh, these endorsements and, and why they want action on climate and how it's impacting their industry and why they support uh, this solution and or legislation? Out of all the face-to-face -face meetings we've had with the congressman, we've had five so far, this was by far the best and the longest. It, he allowed us a full hour. He was in district visiting, and so he came to us and he chose uh, the brewery that he liked to have the, event, the meeting at. And uh, that venue was um, happy to have him and provided food. Um, and so some of the other breweries traveled from far 
from far away, but they made it and we had a really good, genuine one hour um, discussion, better than we've ever had. So I think getting meetings with endorsers, when you get enough of them, setting up a meeting with that industry to discuss how it impacts their industry and how this legislation or solution would help is by far the next best step. So I kind of feel like it's like stepping stones. You know, you work your way from figuring out what committees or caucuses they're on to what endorsers you should get that relate to those and then setting up a meeting with those businesses and the congressmen at that moment. And that's when things really start to fall into place. The other avenue we're taking is financial services committee. That's what our congressman is also the, a chair in the leadership on. And so we're going to focus now on the banks and insurance industries. So it's just looking at where their interests lie and targeting those endorsements and then eventually meetings. That's where I feel it's at. I really do. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for this really thorough and precise review over the last 20, 25 minutes. The hope here is that we've been able to review how CCL plans to lobby Congress this November for our full conference, as well as really what makes and defines a grass tops leader, who you're looking for. We wanted to highlight how you can select one to best belong to your lobby team and strategically have them be a part of advancing your member of Congress to more of a climate champion on the positions that we care about. And lastly, we want to review how to prepare that lobby um, meeting uh, for your grass tops leader to lobby Congress. So how can you actually go ahead of time to really make sure that they're filling in and providing the service that you're inviting them to do, to use our action tracking and log your training, whether it's live in person or whether you can do it after the end of every training. You can also go directly through the action tracker under chapter and volunteer development, and then select the training from the drop-down menu there under training. So with that, we hope that you found tonight's training useful and helpful. Here is the contact information for our training page and the forums out in the community. Please do feel free to reach out and, and uh, we love your feedback. We'd love to let um, you know your networks uh, about this if they couldn't make it live. You know, the majority of our participants obviously consume this on YouTube afterwards. So share with your network too. And I'll just unmute all lines so that you can join me in thanking Todd for this wonderful anniversary presentation. Thank you all so much for being here. And we can't wait to hear, obviously, about your meetings with uh, elected officials that you're bringing community leaders to. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.